0: All right, it is Locked On Bucks. We are live. The biggest news of the day, the biggest news since the Bucks made the bombshell of acquiring Damian Lillard. They have fired head coach Adrian Griffin. A lot of chatter to get to, a lot of your thoughts. We will get into why this happened, what is next for the Bucks, where do you go from here? All of those questions we attempt to answer coming up on today's very special edition of Locked On Bucks. You are locked on Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Bucks. I am Justin Garcia. In addition to Locked On Bucks, you can hear me on the Bucks Radio Network and on six twenty WTMJ here in Milwaukee. She is Camille Davis. You can hear her on this show each and every day, as well as the Technical File podcast and the Carry the G. In MKE Podcast. We both thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and viewable on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And today's very special Locked On Bucks is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit Fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Camille, where were you when you heard the news that for the second time in less than a, a year, a, nearly a calendar year too, the Bucks were in the search of a new head coach? I was actually
1: on Twitter. So I was refreshing my time. I was scrolling and then I saw it and I was like, this must be a fake Woj account. I was like, there's no way that this is really happening. Verified And I'm like, oh, no, the Bucs really did fire Adrian Griffin, which is a move that I did not expect. The Bucs are 10 and 13 second place in the East. And it's not that I didn't expect it because of what we've seen on the court. We've had conversations on here about what we've been seeing with the Bucks, the defensive fall off that we've seen from years prior. But it's just, it feels unlike the Bucks organization to make this type of move in the middle of the season. I mean, the last time they fired a head coach, it was Jason Kidd back in that 2017, 18 season. But in the season,
0: in yeah. the middle of the season.
1: Yeah. Those Bucks were like a game above 500. They were the seven seed, eight seed, and they were looking aimless at that point. Joe Prunty, ironically enough, stepped in then, and he's stepping in again for Adrian Griffin. I still can't believe that. This is happening before all-star break, before the trade deadline.
0: Before the trade deadline, um, the Bucks, as the reports came out from Adrian Griffin or from Adrian Griffin, that would be something if he reported <laughs> his own firing. The reports came out from uh, Shams earlier, and uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. The Bucks making it official a couple of hours afterwards, releasing a statement. This was a difficult decision to make during the season. We are working immediately towards hiring our next head coach. We thank coach Griffin for his hard work and contributions to the team. Uh, assistant coach Joe Prunty will serve as the interim coach that coming from John Horst and uh, John Horst will address the media tomorrow at 5:15, which is the time that Adrian Griffin would ordinarily speak prior to the game. So we'll hear from John Horst tomorrow and get into those comments uh, on Thursday's edition of the show after that game against the Cavaliers. But I did not expect this during the season. And look, this has been the great debate of the season is what side did you fall on once those battle lines were drawn very early on about your views on Adrian Griffin and his his coaching ability. You had a lot of people that rushed to judgment early on that are going to be proven or look as though they were proven correctly. I still don't know that we had enough data points to suggest this was it. But it, it it did seem as though it was becoming inevitable. Um, you go back to those two games in Detroit, and and you yeah. and Frank talked about this on the post game last night, but you just didn't see what you were really hoping to see, especially defensively. And I think the interesting part is uh, Griff talked about after that Saturday game where they gave up 135 points and uh, won by six points against a bad offense in an offense that hit 21 threes. They averaged 10. You know, I, I thought our starters competed and played well defensively. And I think we all kind of rolled our eyes at that and thought, this again. But when you did dive into the numbers, it was kind of true that, well, the starters did a good job. And I think Eric Name pointed out, too, defensive rating for the starters in that game was around a 90. Um, the bench had some issues, but this wasn't just one game, two right. games. This wasn't the January 1st record and onward. This was, as, as we've talked about for the last couple of weeks now, you needed to see some linear growth. And I know that's the tough part, that it's not always that's the case. But unfortunately, this is the spot the Bucks were in. Of Look, we just need to see that the vehicle is moving down the road in the right direction, and unfortunately – the vehicle got a flat tire the first week of January. and um it, it just wasn't working out. And I, I think as difficult of a move as this is to make for the team, and as shocking as this is to some, maybe to some it's not. there is something to be said for when there's a mistake made or when you feel like this isn't the right call, we got to move on. You have to swiftly and quickly move on from those things to right the ship. And I, I do think, That's what John Horst and company recognized here is we got Giannis, we got Damian Lillard, we got an older team, and we don't know how long this window is open. We can't waste a year is what this message to me is, is what that sends the message of.
1: It does. And that is part of why initially when hiring Adrian Griffin, I was a little like shocked, right? Because that's a lot of pressure for a first-year head coach to walk into. At the time when he signed here as the new head coach, Giannis had not signed an extension. So coming into the season, the thought was it's a first-year head coach who has a franchise player who possibly could sign an extension, he might not. And you're inheriting a team that just fired a championship winning coach because he couldn't get it done in the playoffs. So you come into the job understanding that you have championship aspirations already. It's championship or nothing in Milwaukee at this time period. So when you walk in with those expectations, people expect things to look a certain way, right? You might point to the record like, hey, This team still has 30 wins. Like that's nearly a 70% win percentage right now uh, at this moment. But you can look to like an NFL cop. You don't want to be, and I say this with no disrespect to anybody who's a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, but you don't want to be in a Philly situation where, yeah, you're 10 and one or it looks good, but there are things under the hood where like the process isn't working right. Like you're getting results, but the process is faulty and that is not what you want. And with the Bucks, it should be mentioned the fact that part of why Adrian Griffin was hired was that he was the, the coach that Giannis had the most affinity for. So my initial thoughts around bringing Griffin was like, well, hey, as long as the players, you know, they have bought into what he's uh, preaching, what he's serving, what he's offering up, then he's going to be around. That was what we heard about Griff, that he was a player's coach. He was somebody good with player development. He's a defensive first coach. And you get to Milwaukee and you might say, hey, well, part of this is personnel, which I don't disagree with. Like when I got a Woj bomb today, I thought it was going to be a trade. I thought it was going to be that perimeter uh, defender that the Bucks have sorely needed so far because Damian Lillard and Malik Beasley, like that's not going to be good enough. But seeing that it was Griffin, it makes me say, like, okay, well, let's evaluate it. And that makes me think that Horst was looking at it and said the process isn't right, although we're getting results. Uh, I mean, you have Giannis, who's playing at an MVP level. You have Dame. You have Chris. You have Brooke. You have a talented starting five. So, yeah, they can win some games on talent alone. But, like, after the end-season tournament loss to Indy, where you hear Bobby Port is questioning teammates' efforts, as well as what Griff is doing, saying we need to be put in a better position. And we've heard it throughout the season when players making suggestions and Griff going with that, but it seems at this point they have understood or realized that where they want to go, Griff's not going to be the guy to be able to take them there.
0: Yeah, and and again, um, you wanted to give this time, and and we've I, I've preached patience from the start. Of there's Thanks. a new coach, there's you know new personnel. Forty percent of your starting lineup is new. Some of your bench contributors. Andre Jackson Jr. and and what we've seen from him so there's a lot of new here new verbiage and and new schemes that this is going to take time that was ultimately um, the biggest challenge with all of this is this is a team that just does not have time you obviously were facing that with Giannis you put out those fires with the extension that he signed but but in doing so you knew this is really a two to three year proposition that we have with the age of most of our roster with the way contracts are lining up as well, that we just don't have a year to burn. And I do get the sense that you gave it everything you could to see, okay, when is this going to turn around? And the fact that you weren't seeing that at least not as quickly as you had hoped for is what led to this decision. Again, I was still caught off guard. I think, Shocked may be a bit of an overstatement because it's certainly been in the chatter as we see in the chats everywhere on social media all throughout this year. But it's still jarring to see that a a head coach that you hired who may or may not have been chosen largely because of his connection with the number one player on your team doesn't even make it to the trade deadline of his first season as head coach.
1: Yeah, like you said, shock might be the wrong word. It, it's surprising, like I mentioned, not used to the Bucks making a move like this with the current conditions. It was different when they fired Kidd than what it is now. But I did see uh, Chris Manning sent out a tweet saying that there have been steadily rumblings for weeks in NBA circles that several Bucks veterans, including Giannis, had lost faith in Griffin. What appeared to be a smart hire last spring just never worked out. And it's possible for two things to be true at the same time, where players respect him, players like him. But it could also be a case where not just the players and their veterans, but Horst, who's looking at the roster, looking at the team, is saying, this isn't working. And to your point about not having much time, there isn't. Yes, it's super good that Giannis signed an extension. I'm thrilled about that. It takes some pressure off of that aspect of it. You don't have to hear all the rumblings about where he might go. But he's made it very clear about what he expects while he's in a Milwaukee Bucks uniform. And that's to compete for championships. So if the locker room has lost it and you're looking at the numbers and they support that, like it makes sense to move on. But then the question becomes, well, who do you move on to? And that was the question when there was the clamor to fire, but where it's like, well, not what, not what do we do? And that's the question that the Bucks have to answer now.
0: Uh, that is the question. And look, I am, I, I should um, preface by saying this. Um, I am not saying this is the case with Adrian Griffin, but you mentioned that, you know, players seem to like him. I've had bosses I like that didn't hold me accountable and didn't make me do the work that was necessary, that that there's no indication that was the case with Adrian Griffin, but it it doesn't speak to your coaching ability and an ability to lead men at the NBA level just because a group of people likes you. And we do get the sense that was uh, very much the case. The last thing before we do move on to what is next for this team and what to expect, from this point forward, other than Joe Prunty in the interim, is Camille, you know what yesterday was, right? And I did see some people joking about this yesterday, only to be 24 hours early to the joke that that eventually turned to be true. Yesterday was the anniversary of the Bucks firing Jason Kit
1: Ah. There you have it. <laughs> there you have it.
0: Uh so yeah, it's some of this stuff you just you couldn't script this uh if you are one of the nba writers as we've come to know that's how sports are in in the scripts but i mentioned joe prunty is taking over in the interim where do the bucks go from here there's a a name that is picking up more and more steam and at this point with the amount of reporting that is out there on it and the, the names that are suggesting it the fact that this has been the name that has popped up the most i am led to believe this is who will be the next coach of the milwaukee bucks but we'll get into What's next the timelines for this team and other comparisons to this move with the Bucks firing Adrian Griffin in the midst of this season and uh, now searching for a new head coach past the midpoint of the season Camille and I will get into all of that and more as Locked on Bucks continues after this. Well, if you're trying to eat a little healthier in 2024, Hungry Roots is here to the rescue. To rescue you from short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. You can build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with the help of Hungry Roots. Whether you're braving the cold or dealing with crowds, grocery shopping for the first time New Year is the worst. Why not stay home and let Hungry Root handle it? With Hungry Root, you can kickstart a week of healthy eating and get groceries delivered right to your door. They make it easier for everyone to eat healthy, and they support all the major diets and lifestyles, whether it's gluten-free, vegan and vegetarian, a dairy-free, low-carb, and others. If this applies to you or someone you know, you can share all of this and the tips on how to use Hungry Root to fit their particular lifestyle. They provide value in many ways. You save money, you reduce food waste, most importantly, and you can save time not having to worry about that meal prep and carving out those menus for the week. So get started with Hungry Root and use this discount code for 40% off free veggies for life. 40% off and free veggies for life. Again, it's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food Delivered to your door, healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. Hungry Root, as we mentioned, right now is offering Locked On Bucks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just visit HungryRoot.com locked on and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. slash locked on. And don't forget to use our link so they know Locked On sent you. We should also talk to you about eBay Motors because passion, drive, and patience, that is exactly what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle And level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only applies to U.S. customers. And as a reminder as well, Camille, in addition to all of this Locked On Bucks and NBA content, if you've got more of an NBA itch, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. It is there for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows that cover each and every league. Just go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. And subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Um, all right. So the name that is coming up the most is Doc Rivers. And we saw this from Chris Haynes, who is obviously very well sourced within the Bucks. Adrian Wojnarowski with that earlier today on Twitter and on NBA Today on ESPN. Chris Mannix, uh, I believe, had that as well. Everybody is seeming to float to that name of Doc Rivers and Camille. Where there's smoke, there is fire is Doc Rivers going to be the next coach of the Milwaukee Bucks?
1: That's what it seems like at the moment, Justin. And one thing that's fun about recording a podcast like this when breaking news occurs live is that there's news that's coming out as you're talking, right? So, while we've been recording here, the Athletic just dropped a new article about why the Bucks have fired Adrian Griffin. And in that article, there is a very interesting nugget about the fact that Doc Rivers began to serve as an informal consultant to Griffin at the behest of the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And apparently now the Milwaukee Bucks have started discussions with Rivers to become the new head coach of the franchise. But the interesting thing is that if the team is unable to secure a deal with Rivers, they are expected to start conversations up with Warriors assistant coach Kenny Atkinson, who we know was a candidate as well for this Bucks head coaching position. And listen, there has been much to say about the job that Doc Rivers does as a head coach. He saw the Boston championship. The one season there, he oversaw that Boston team, the big three there. He got the Clippers, he got Philly. um, And there's one championship to show from those various stops. And that was in his very first one in Boston. Uh, But given the fact that Adrian Griffin so far this season hasn't shown improvement, Uh, we already mentioned the areas where the Bucs have fallen off and the Bucs have had questions about what their scheme is. We heard Giannis like just completely go on about seven minutes about the fact of, Hey, what is our defense? What are we giving up? Because at least before you knew what your scheme was designed to do. And there have been questions abound about what the buck scheme is. And that's part of why Adrian Griffin, I'm believing was let go because there's no identity to this team at the point. Um, and it does seem like doc rivers is coming in. So a question that I have for you when considering this, right. Right. Normally when you bring in a new head coach, it's an off season. You have time to be able to implement whatever your system is. But when you're bringing in a new head coach during the middle of the season, not just an interim who's moving over, but like how quickly and effectively can you really implement your system? Like we saw the Hawks fire uh, Nate McMillan during all-star break last year and then hire Quinn Snyder a few days later. But as we've seen with those Hawks, it has taken a while still for them to gain their footing. So just in your opinion, Justin, like, what can you expect when you're bringing in a brand
0: new head coach in the middle of a season? I think the only thing you can expect right now is growth. Right, that it's it's not as if it's all right. We fired a coach, but we have to preserve how this defense is operating. If you finish 18th at this point, Camille, it's it's progress from where this team was defensively. Um, the 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 comparisons that have been thrown out, and I was just talking about this earlier with somebody else who had who had mentioned, and you and I talked about this before the show as well. Uh, You go back to Cleveland and David Blatt and that firing where it was a little earlier. I believe that was around 25 or so games that Blatt Mm -hmm. was fired. Um, The difference there is you don't have a Ty Lue on staff. I know Joe Prunty is running things, but I'm curious to see. Let's assume this is Doc Rivers that is going to get this position, this job. I'm curious to see what that means for the rest of the staff and what that looks like, because I would not imagine a lot, if any shakeup this season, maybe doc, again, assuming it's him has somebody in mind that he brings with him to supplement and add to the staff, but any major changes, that wouldn't occur until in the off season, really, Mm -hmm. where you would really reshape uh, that coaching staff and everything else. And, And you go back to as well, Um, what we're seeing in Atlanta. And I remember the first time the Bucs played the Hawks this season, what their second game of the season. I think that was when Quinn Snyder was asked about basically the same thing that he stepped in, Pretty close to this same time. This is close to when Joe Prunty took over in Atlanta yeah. uh, last year. Um, so for Joe Prunty, man, this is the anniversary of like three different moves for him. He's the uh, interim coach king at this point. This, this is his time. This is yeah. Joe Prunty's time. Of year. <laughs> but um, you know, Kenny at or Kenny Atkinson, um, we heard Quinn Snyder talk about, you know, when I came in last year, it was basically let's keep the lights on and maybe I'll introduce one or two things, but we're not getting into the weeds on this. Right. It's just like, Hey, maybe you should consider doing this where maybe defensively I'd rather you be positioned here versus there that I'm waiting until the off season. And until next season, when I have a full year with this group to really dive into all of that. So I think if it's doc rivers, if it's Kenny Atkinson, whoever it is, that's really what you're looking at here is you're just looking at leading this group. And you kind of mentioned it. If you have some gripes, as a lot of Bucks fans did, with Adrian Griffin's X's and O's and, and what he was as a tactician, I'm here to tell you, I don't know if that's the strong suit for Doc Rivers either, but what Doc Rivers brings is certainly experience, which you did not have, not only in Griff, uh, but Camille, think about the staff that the Bucks had. Yeah. You had that staff for years under Bud, where it wasn't just bud and, and there was no disputing that Mike Budenholzer is a good coach. We see a lot of chats right now pointed out of, do you call bud? And ask bud it's in the block. Block. what if we undo the firing and then you come back here? Right. Uh, but there's no denying bud is a good coach. Yeah. His staff though. When you think about it, Taylor Jenkins went on to get a head coaching job. Darvin ham is currently the head coach of the Lakers. Kenny Atkinson was on his staff that one by one, Charles Lee had been up for head coaching opportunities, and now he's the co-lead assistant in Boston. There was a lot of that experience and guys that you felt like, if something happened, we can turn to him. That, to me, was the other thing that did not get enough attention was not only, and, and I understand a lot of this was Terry Stotts abruptly resigning a week before the season starts, but not only was it an inexperienced head coach, it was the same for your staff, that it it just raised a lot of eyebrows from the start.
1: Yeah, it did. It did. And that was part of why Terry Stotts coming on to the staff at first. Was like, okay, well, we have a veteran voice behind Adrian Griffin who might be able to help out, give advice, so on and so forth. And as we've talked about at length before, his departure from the team was strange. It was not expected. It happened after a shoot around, apparently. And still at this point, the details are somewhat foggy as to what happened around that. But the idea of having Stotts on the bench is like, well, hey, If things don't work out with Griffin here, we can turn to this established head coach that's already here on the bench and keep moving from here. And at this point, like you mentioned, you have Joe Prunty, who you can turn to in the interim, and it does seem like Doc Rivers is going to be the guy. Uh, And again, I think of it in the same way where you have Terry Stotts on behind and now you have a Doc Rivers advising uh, the team, advising Griff already kind of getting familiar with some of the players, some of the schemes, some of the ideas. And if he is the hire who comes on next, uh, like you said, it's probably going to be to keep the lights on. And it was reported as well that Dame has had some um, concerns and frustrations about his usage in the offense, just kind of being unsure. And this offense has been very good. And I have felt a little bit throughout the season that they still had levels to unlock. Because as we've talked about when we first got Dame, it's like, oh my gosh, the Dame Giannis pick and roll is going to be fantastic. How do you stop it? And that's something that We've said we felt was underutilized, that fans have said they felt was underutilized, that other media members have pointed out something being underutilized. So maybe some of the switches and changes that you make as a new head coach walking in in the middle of the season, literally the middle, we just got past the half point uh, part of the season. I know many people always think all-star break is like, oh, we're halfway through the season, but No, not necessarily like we're at the true half point mark. So if you bring bringing in somebody new, you're going to have to just find ways to tweak and help these uh, athletes on this team feel comfortable in the system in a role uh, where they feel like they can succeed because championship or bust. Yeah. That's why you fired Griff. So then that means the new guy coming in also has some of those expectations. Now, you're probably going to have a little bit of leeway since you're inheriting a team in the middle of the season. You might get another offseason be able to try to, you know, actually put your flavor on things and implement what you truly want to do. Uh, but it's a it's a tall task. And the, the end goal does not change just because we get a new coach at this point. If anything, it doubles down on the fact that, hey, the Bucs won a championship
0: this season. And look, I think. Doc is, what, 24 years, I think, that he's coached, and there's there's two ways to view this, as everybody's going to point to the three and one deficits, three to one deficits that he's given up in a playoff shortcomings. He has won a championship, right? He's coached in two finals, and he, he just, and it's not, I think the comp that you would make, and I'm not saying that this is Doc. But Phil Jackson, when you look at managing superstars and personalities, and sometimes that's what you need, especially the fact that this is a super team. And I think we like to kind of dismiss that because we're Milwaukee and we're Giannis and and Giannis is this homemade guy. Right. And we we rage against the machine there. But this is a super team when you have Giannis and Damian Lillard on the same team. and, And Chris Middleton as your third guy. And that was ultimately the challenge, which I do want to get into that part of the discussion of how difficult it is for super teams you love the idea of it until you actually see it in theory but as as we mentioned it it does seem as though the doc rivers uh, as the coach of the bucks is picking up quite a bit of steam so we'll take a closer look at, uh, at doc rivers the head coach as well as we continue to roll on here on locked on bucks Well, before we do that, we should tell you the NFL season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on all the action with FanDuel. They are America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. All you have to do is use that FanDuel app. It is so easy to use. You can place a number of different bets like live, same game parlays, You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can even make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That is the best way to find all the popular parlays that are out there. So what are you waiting for? Visit Fanduel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. Well, it very much seems it's it's going to be Doc Rivers. I, at this point, would be shocked if it is not Doc Rivers. I think the nugget that you alluded to as well in that athletic piece um, that Doc Rivers had been brought on to be a consultant under the radar for the Bucks. I think in hindsight, if you go back and you listen to some of Doc's media appearances on the Bill Simmons podcast and hear how for the last couple of weeks when Bill Simmons would have him on, he was quick to not dismiss the Bucks and say, "You know, I think they're getting better, and I think they'll figure it out. Maybe there's some methods to that and and reasons behind that." But I, I mentioned, I'm not trying to say Doc Rivers is this caliber of coach. He has won a championship. He's been in two finals. His first year, he was the coach of the year. He has certainly been successful with a, a 50, I think, two percent win percentage. Um, but again you think about guys like Phil Jackson and how important it is when you're a super team to manage stars and manage those personalities. And that is the number one asset that doc rivers brings to the table here. Obviously the experience, but the fact you think about stars up and down throughout this league that he has coached and worked with, that's the biggest thing that you would be circling and saying, look, we we just ultimately need somebody That is going to help Giannis and Damian Lillard and and Chris Middleton, all these guys, but they're just going to lead them in the right direction and not get in the way. And I think that's what you would point to with Doc.
1: Yeah, that's what you're hoping for for sure. Because the other side of Doc is that this is the guy who has blown, has had has coached teams that have blown three, one leads, three, two leads in the playoffs. And ultimately that's what led to Bud's demise was hey, here in the playoffs, you're not making enough adjustments. And we need a coach that's going to be better prepared in the playoffs because at this point, these aren't the Milwaukee Bucks from six, seven years ago where you're just happy to be an eight seed. And that's, a, that's a benefit. Like I was recently just watching earlier today, the uh, game six, where the Bucks lost to the Toronto Raptors, uh, when we had moose and everything, where we had the big comeback when and it was like 22, like 22 down. It was a yeah. big moral victory. Like last year at the Bradley center. And it's just going crazy, but like, Things have changed. Like that's not good enough. There aren't moral victories for this Milwaukee Bucks team anymore. So you're if you're going the Doc route, which, like we said, all things seem to point in that direction. Um, as soon as I saw that he was already working with the team, I was like, that's that makes some sense here. So the expectation's the same, you're gonna have to win championships and doc to his credit, like I think it's an upgrade from Adrian Griffin. And now one might argue, well, how, what is that saying? um, Given where that bar was established so far this season with Adrian Griffin. And I don't say that with disrespect, but looking at the numbers of what this team has been like on the season, the Milwaukee bucks are 11th in net net rating, right? Their offense has been great as we've mentioned, but 21st defensive rating last in turnover rate, turnover percentage rate. And that's something that Griffin was really trying to lean on. So you bring in doc you have expectations and once we get to the playoffs it'll be really interesting to see how that shakes out because that's an area in doc's resume uh where he has come up short a few times outside of the championship season in boston which begs the question of then like how is that so much different than mike boon and
0: look again i don't expect a massive overhaul um Whoever it is that's brought in, whether or not it's Doc Rivers, I think we're we're all kind of settling into the realization this is likely going to be Doc Rivers with all the reporting um, that is out there. But I, I would expect there may be a little bit of tweaking, and maybe some guys decide this isn't the staff for me, and Doc Rivers brings in some some of the guys that he's familiar with. Um, I think the one name that is most familiar with Bucks fans is obviously Sam Cassell, who spent time on Doc's staff. He is the co-lead assistant with the Boston Celtics, so that's off the table, um, but Dave Yeager was another top assistant for Doc those last couple of years with the Philadelphia 76ers. You may remember him as the uh, coach, uh, very short-term coach, but the head coach of the Sacramento Kings, and at at one time, he was one of the up-and-coming coaches of the league. I don't believe he's anywhere. I know he was consulting with the Cavaliers earlier this season. I think he still may be a consultant, but that's potentially a name to keep an eye on as who could you add to this staff if it is in fact uh, doc rivers, but uh, this is, is going to continue to be a very, very fluid situation for the bucks. We may know tomorrow who the head coach, we may know later tonight who the head coach of the bucks is. And if that is the case, I'm sure we'll do another impromptu show to break down. Okay. Now we have the answer. Where do we go from here? But you know, the, the further we got into the season, Camille, I think we'd, we'd leave on this. I think you would agree with this. I don't want to put words in your mouth, though. The further we advance, it just did start to seem inevitable that this was what we were headed towards.
1: Yeah. I mean, when we did post game last night, when I did it with Frank and I asked him, were you surprised that the Pistons kept it this close against the Bucs, you know, during this two game mini series? And Frank's response was, not really. The Bucs have shown us who they are so far this season. And when that's where you are, and it was a real answer, like that's true. So when that's the answer, you're just like, well, If that's the case, then how can we expect to make a really deep run into the playoffs? And our answer at the time was, well, we make personnel changes and see what you can do here. But now we made a head coaching change. And again, we're still ahead of the trade deadline. And I do think that this roster still does need a couple of changes to it. So we'll see. It's I mean like you mentioned, there's a lot of news around the Bucks right now and I think there's going to be a lot more news to continue coming out because I don't think that Horst is going to not do anything in regards to this roster come the trade deadline. So there's going to be a lot to talk about with this team as they chase another championship this season with a lot of competition in the East and a really strong Western Conference.
0: That's a lot that last thing is that's that's a big part of it too is that look, you're paying three coaches now. Whoever it is that you hire, yeah. you will be paying three coaches. Because Bud still had a number of years left on his uh, contract, and um, Griff, you're paying now for a couple of years, and whoever you hire, you're paying. So when that's the case, you're not going to go cheap on, on the roster, right? That that yeah. it's not just we're making a coaching change, and that'll fix everything. I do expect the Bucs to be active at the deadline for reasons we've gone into a number of times, and we'll continue to get into as we move closer to the trade deadline. But that's the big news from today is the Bucs fire Adrian Griffin. They have not officially hired a new coach yet, uh, Joe Prunty, in the interim. But all signs are seeming to indicate it is going to be Doc Griffers. Uh, what a day so far. And it's only halfway over, Camille. So <laughs> if anything else breaks, we will certainly have that on uh, Locked on Bucks. We'll have the post game show tomorrow evening in the first game, we think, of the Joe Prunty era of bucks basketball for a second time and uh, also revisit what we hear from John horse tomorrow as he'll meet with the media prior to that game. So any takeaways and if there is a decision made so stick with us here on locked on bucks and locked on NBA as we continue to cover this evolving story, the firing of Adrian Griffin and the Milwaukee bucks searching for a new head coach. Uh, that's about it for us today. Again, the post game show tomorrow night, and more news as it develops. For Camille, I am Justin. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Locked On Bucks.